Hello, my friends, this is Andy Falco Jimenez coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California. Well, it's the day after election day. Thank God that's over. <laughs> well, it's not really over. We um, still have a ways to go before we find out who won here in the PYL. Um, they, let's see, <clears throat> four hours and 41 minutes. We will have another, um, I've been calling it a dump, a dump of, of election results. And um, so, <clears throat> so much to, to think and talk about. I, uh, I didn't know what else to do other than just come on and just kind of let you know a little bit about what's going on and where we're at on some of these races and um, give you some of my thoughts in regard to not only here in um, uh, our little slice of Orange County, but California and the nation. And I think we have a lot to be um, happy about. And um, there's a lot that I think that we have learned. And there's some things that I've been talking about for, I think, probably six years <clears throat> that I don't think it's talked uh, enough about. So if I can remember uh, about all those things, I want to discuss uh, a few of those things just to, again, to get a few things off my chest to kind of let you know what's going on and to give you some uh, things to think about as we go into 2024. What? You're already thinking about 2024? Absolutely. It's really important that we begin to uh, already begin to look as to what it is we're going to do coming into 2024. There's still a lot to be done for this election. Most of all, pray, 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 pray for good results. Um, it, it appears that things are going in a positive direction here in uh, the PYL. <clears throat> and even um, Chino Valley and Orange, the city of Orange, Orange Unified and um, Conejo Valley or the Ventura area and those kinds of things there. Um uh, there's a lot going on still, uh, a lot of a lot of votes to be counted still, uh, and a lot of information still to come our way. So uh, let me just kind of bring you up to date on what's happening right now and where we're at. And, I, and this is just the PYL and uh, Orange Unified. Um, I, I'm only able to bring up one website right now. I don't know. I, I didn't really try that hard. I, I should. <laughs> I should I should look and see what website I go to to, to look at Chino uh, Valley and uh, some of the surrounding areas. But um, I'm just I'm so focused and nervous. I even got a headache. I don't get headaches that often, but I got a headache from the nervousness over the last couple of days about how these things were going to turn out, because I've never said the the I'm going to say the words red wave, but I've never said them uh, leading up to this. There may be in a couple of posts that had some reference to it or something like that. But I personally never thought uh in the terms of a red wave, I think that we did get one in Florida and a few other areas, but there's other things that you need to think about. And, and, and in some ways, we did, even though perhaps a Republican didn't get elected. I'll, I'll go into a little bit more detail. So let me get back. That's very convoluted and confusing, I, I know. But let's first show you what's happening here. So four hours, 38 minutes left in Orange County election results uh, for our next dump of uh, results that will change some of these things that I'm about to show you. So here in the Orange Unified School District, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, well, you know what, let me just, uh, before I just guess, let me 
here. I got to I got to bring it back to my camera first before I do this. <laughs> uh, there, I'll remove that. There we go. Um, what I want to do is I want to bring up um, a page so that I know exactly who I'm talking about. I know if I guess, I'll probably get it wrong. So let's see, who can I use? I can use um, Madison. There we go. It'll bring me to a graphic that I need to remember who it is that we are looking at as the candidates that we want to win. All right. So if we go back to this graphic here, this is these are the results so far. All right. These are as of, I think, last night at nine o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. It, it may be even later, but I'm pretty sure these were the last results from the, 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 the last result. Last update was last night. So we want in orange, we want um, Angela Williams. So Angela Williams here, she's behind 49.72% uh, to 50.28% to Andrea Yamaski. Yamaski. Um, that's really close and that's actually not horrible. All right. We, I'll, and I'll explain why in a minute. We have Madison, who I interviewed a few weeks ago, Madison Clovestad Minor. She's in, uh, in the lead, uh, 51.27 uh, to 48.73. That's good. We got Kristen Erickson and Timothy's. Now we want Timothy, but Timothy's a little bit far behind. That's going to be a little bit more difficult right here uh, for Timothy to overcome that. Um, but it's not impossible. And again, I'll explain why in one second. And then we have Rick Ledesma, who has a uh, a pretty pretty big lead here, 52 uh, to the, the next closest, which is 29. So I would say, um, let's let's just say that he's pretty safe. <laughs> in the win there. So at least three out of the four, I think have a really good chance of winning. And then we have a fourth one who's, um, uh, I, I guess, can you say on the bubble? Is that the correct way of saying that? Um, and then let's go ahead and look at uh, PYLUSD. So we had Todd Frazier here um, in the last uh, dump back last night. He moved ahead of uh, Karen Freeman uh, with 48.6 and she has 35.9. That's a pretty big lead. That's a, a nearly a thousand boat lead and uh the 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 nimrod steve lawson who if he just would not have if he would have bowed out like he was supposed to this wouldn't even be we, we wouldn't we would have felt very comfortable last night that uh, we could say todd was a winner but i i just don't want to say it yet because we have this next dump coming up i just i i just want to be cautious before i say anything here we have rich ingle who uh has 48 percent to carry bucks 51 percent. again that's very very close uh, it's it's essentially a, a tie for the most for the most part, um, but um, that's where we're at. And then last night, before I, I was at the uh, watch party last night, sorry, I was at the watch party last night, and I left. And this wasn't this close. Uh, Ryan Benton was not this close, but I guess after the last up, he moved up uh, quite a bit to twenty nine percent to thirty one and thirty five percent. That's really good. All right, so I'm going to come back to my camera, and you're going to say, "Well, Andy, it looks like some of those people are losing." And, and here's what the trend has been. And you, if you have been watching, you know this trend where the liberals and Democrats were all in the lead at the first, you know, uh, moments of counting the ballots and across, not just in California, but across the nation. And it is one of these things that have come, I think, through the pandemic and a little bit prior where Democrats and, and, and liberals, 
they vote by mail or they 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 turn their ballots in really early. So if they can vote by mail, they vote by mail. And if uh, as soon as they're able to vote, they, they come in and vote. So you have early um, signs of of of, um, you know, the lead. But it's a false lead because everybody knows and that's been watching that conservatives tend to go, especially since the pandemic and since 2020, we, we go like I did where we show up on the day and we hand our ballot. We, we fill out our ballot there and we, and we put it in the machine ourselves, and we, we want to see it go in um, because we don't want to leave it the chance that something's going to happen with the mail in or um, some type of, uh, you know, dump at a, uh, uh, over at cook park where we have this big, you know, mailbox where you put in your ballot. So we don't do any of that stuff technically. Now I'm sure there's conservatives that does do, but the majority does it the other way. So why is that important is because right now, they're, they're already passed uh, counting, most likely, all of the ballots that were either mailed in or put in one of those um, boxes weeks ago. And now they're counting most of the of the um, ballots that were dropped off, you know, yesterday and maybe even the day before yesterday. And uh, we're run through the machines at the, at the polling uh, booths. And so all that's happening now. So considering most of those seemingly are are typically conservative, these close races coming back here uh, are close, um, you know, races of, uh, you know, here in the orange uh, district where you have 50 to 49, which is really close between Andrea Yamaski and Angela Williams. Um, if, if that holds true, Angela Williams being what we believe to be a conservative would, would probably go ahead of Andrea Yamaski uh, because seemingly she's a liberal. And so most of us feel good. You know, we don't want to necessarily take it for granted and say that that's going to happen for sure. And so we're going to continue to pray. We're going to continue to, you know, keep uh, Angela in our prayers and our kids in, in, in the Orange Unified School District in our prayers that that does happen. That in this next dump in, uh, what is it now? Uh, it is four hours, 31 minutes and 55 seconds that that will push Angela Williams ahead. Same with, uh, and, and Madison will give her a bigger lead than the 51 to 48. And then Timothy, hopefully it's enough for him to, uh, what is that, about 5,000, about 4,000, you know, you know, 4,500 votes somewhere in that neighborhood or 100 votes or so. So um, that, that would be a lot, though, in a, in a, in a school district, um, uh, you know, election. <clears throat> Usually, so you can see, right, in, in total, you know, each one of them has 20,000 and, and, and then Timothy has 15,000 to get another four or 5,000 would be asking a lot, a few hundred, not so much. Uh, Rick Ledesma, I don't think he has anything to worry about. I think he's going to win. And then we have Todd again. I want to be cautious that I'm, I feel, I feel really good. And if what I just told you holds true, we should not have anything to worry about with Todd. Uh, Steve, no way is he going to catch up. He paid something like 55, $60,000 for his campaign and it's laughable that he got a thousand votes all right and then we have here with rich engel and carrie buck where um man am i hopeful if uh, if i wanted anybody to win right now more than anybody else that's richard engel uh carrie buck has just proven to be a, a very incompetent corrupt um uh person on our school board and um and she just needs to be out of that position. And so we, you know, that's the one I just hope, I just hope and pray that this next dump of votes gives us, uh, gives Rich another three or 400 votes and doesn't give Carrie anything. And we can, uh, 
be on our merry way. And then let's hope for our best with Ryan Bent. Uh, did a great interview. I really feel good about Ryan. I really pray that he gets onto the city council. I think he would be an asset to this particular city. And let's, uh, let's, let's hope that all that happens. And so we got another four hours, four and a half hours until that happens. The other thing is I just wanted to, and I'm going to go into a little bit more detail on another show. I, I think transitioning the show from the vote PYL vote show to a political uh, and back to the Andy Falco show is what I plan on doing and, and really talking about what it is that we need to really consider going into the future and what it is that we need to take away from what's happened, not only here in California, but across the, across the country. And just a couple points I, I think that are important for y'all to remember, because some people get really upset when things don't go uh, the way that they want them. Uh, Todd is very, very close. To, I'm not sure if you missed it, Rick, uh, but let me see. Let me just share just really quick. I'm not sure when um, Todd, uh, when Rick came on, but uh, right here, uh, Todd Frazier, you can see, can you see the mouse? My mouse isn't showing up. Oh, that's because I'm on the page. So right there in the middle, Todd Frazier is leading uh, 48.6 to 35. So let's just say 40, uh, closer to, you know, 48.6 to 36% uh, ahead of Karen Freeman. So he's doing really well. And so we're happy about that. One one is makes me happy and two would make me ecstatic. If we can get um, rich across the uh, the finish line uh, with our prayers and, and, um, and just uh, positive thoughts, uh, that would be. That would be amazing. All right. So just giving you some things to really think about. And and this is something I talked about with uh, President Trump in, in him winning and still being able to do everything that he did is that you got to understand that the, the conservatives who kind of, in, in, and, and it's unfortunate, I wish they wouldn't do this. I've called them out as wusses and um, wimps. Because they are, so many uh, conservatives are afraid to say they're conservative. They're so afraid to say who they voted for. They're so afraid to speak out about LGBTQ and nonsense at schools, uh, CRT and LES, uh, or um, uh, not uh, DEI. Um, and and that's just kind of the history. They just don't. And it, it's it's just sad that you guys uh, who don't do it and you call yourselves conservatives, especially if you call yourself a conservative Christian, that you're not bold enough to say, listen, this is, this is, you know, uh, uh, thinking that criminals are the victims and no bail is, is a good thing. And that we should have girls in boys locker rooms and boys and girls locker rooms and restrooms. Uh, and and we, that's wrong. And it's, it's, it's crazy and it's maddening and it's stupid and the economy is bad. It's horrible. And we are in a, in a recession. We are, uh, in inflation. If you're afraid to say those things, um, then you need to get a spine. You need to get back out there. But with that being said, is that you got to understand that President Trump was able to get elected and was able to get much of the things done that he did in spite of the liberal media being far, uh, far more uh, higher numbers in regard to media. If you're looking at NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, MSDNC, um, and we and I could go on to the, all the others, um, AP to um, uh, public radio, all these uh, um, long-held uh, media, you know, strongholds that were for decades used as a source of information were all against. President Trump. They were all against conservative 
candidates in every aspect in all across the United States on, and from school boards to um, uh, governorships to senators and congressmen that all of those organizations with hundreds of thousands of employees and, and reporters did everything they could to slander, to, to mix the messages, to push against anything that looked like it was giving a conservative message that you have that as your first hurdle as a conservative. You then have schools and universities that um, do everything they can to cause their students to become indoctrinated in this woke um, ideology and idea that our country is, is systemically racist and, um, and that um, conservative values and, and anything that has to do with building a business and working hard is bad. And so you have the media, you then you have the professors and teachers that are in all these woke universities and colleges of, of voting age people, which a lot of them voted liberal, that that's the next hurdle, all right? So you got media, you got universities and colleges teaching uh, children that are in, or you know, young people that are in um, college now or, or just recently graduated, they, they have, they've indoctrinated them and, and brainwashed them into thinking that anything conservative is bad. So they have that hurdle. Uh, and, and then you have these private funded um, uh, organizations and people like George Soros and um, the um, uh, uh, NEA, the National Educators Association, um, which is a, uh, you know, one of the strongest unions, biggest unions in the country, the CTA here in California, California Teacher Association, and then all the mini unions for each one of the school districts, they all funnel money into all of these races. And so you have those organizations that, again, indoctrinate teachers, force teachers to do things that they probably would not do. And some of them are conservative, but they're put in a position where they, if you say, if they say anything that they will make sure that their, um, their, their lives are miserable on the job. So you have that hurdle. And then you have um, just simply uh, the, the DNC, the democratic national committee, which has millions, if not billions of dollars, which you can see, you know, based on, on news stories where you have a Democrat, politician running and then you have the republican and the democrat has something like uh, i'm just going to put a figure out there but like 500 million dollars it, it just just a, a, a round number compared to the conservative who's trying to run a campaign on one million dollars or 10 million dollars or maybe even 30 million dollars but when you compare it to 500 million dollars or whatever that number is it's always an extraordinary high um uh, gap between the finances of a Democrat versus a Republican. And then you have the, the nitwit, um, oh my gosh, who the leader of uh, the Senate, uh, the Republican, the leader of Senate, what, can't, uh, Mitch McConnell, who's not giving money to some of the conservative candidates. He's holding back money and not giving it to them. And so, and so you see each one of these hurdles and that, that's four big hurdles. Those aren't little tiny hurdles. Those are four big hurdles and so now when you take a look at what it is that we were able to accomplish in Florida, um, in, um, in Georgia with the governor there and a number of these other seats and, and senates and, and Congress and, and representatives here in California, which who are winning. Um, and you see that when you, when you measure it against the, um, what it is that the conservative has to overcome in order to get elected, you really got to look at that. Wow, that is 
that is that is incredible. It is incredible that we got as many people voted in as we did. And this isn't trying to put lipstick on a pig. This is just trying to tell you that it is possible, but we have a lot of work to do. The ones that lost that maybe should have won and maybe it shouldn't be as close as it is, as, as it is um, there's something wrong either with the candidate or the messaging or both. And we need to figure out what that is. I think that it will be important for some organization to really look at these each one of these candidates and and take a look on a graph everything how much money they had what their message was uh, maybe try to uh put some uh, uh i don't know there, there's got to be some way of labeling certain personality traits perhaps um you know did they look at the camera when they spoke did they did they have something in their background that you know maybe they used to be i don't know a gambler, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe they used to be a doctor as opposed to a, a businessman and, and look at all of these, uh, these, these things that you can look at somebody in regard to their background and who they are as a person and how it is that they talk. And maybe when, when they choose to talk, did they do a debate, all these things and really look at like a, like a detective, look at each one of the, the ones that lost and the ones that won and, and then look at the difference and see what that is. Um, because being, being that we have such high crime and that our, um, uh, our economy is in the toilet that in New York, that a Hochul who is, who is she, what has she done? What, what, what the hell, right? You look at that and you got to under, you got to wonder why it is that anybody would even think about voting for her. She, she's for no bail. She, she did nothing in the, however long that she's been in that position as governor of New York, because she had to take over from Cuomo is that what is it that she did up until the couple of days before where she said she was going to do something about crime. So she did nothing, but yet because she said she was going to do something now, is was that the thing that put her over the top? You know, you got to wonder why, you know, somebody would vote and, and think, well, you know, this entire time they could have done something and they did nothing but make things worse. Things got worse under her, uh, under her reign as governor. And so there's got to be something else. There's got to be something that we need to look at in, in, um, in retrospect of, of why it is that they didn't vote for the conservatives and they chose to vote for somebody who's completely incompetent and it showed their incompetency. When you look at um, uh, Federman, Federman, when you look at Federman and um, Oz, Oz isn't that likable. I didn't, I didn't like him personally, but I wanted him to win because he was conservative. Uh, and Federman is, is a complete boob. You might as well have uh, put, um, you know, uh, GI Joe uh, and voted for him as a, the, the same amount of brain uh, power was, is in a GI Joe um, not a living G.I. Joe, but the doll G.I. Joe and um, uh, Fetterman. And why would somebody with good conscience vote for somebody like that, who has already showed you that they prefer criminals over uh, victims, that they are, um, they said they hated fracking, but suddenly the, a couple of days before the election decided that they were now for fracking. And uh, I could go on with all these things. So we need to look at that. But if you really go back to what my, my earlier statement was, is that you look at all these hurdles and all these things that we were able to even win at all, um, I think says something positive about um, that we do have an opportunity. Now, uh, the last one is Proposition uh, 1 here in the state of California. That is, that is wild that we have um, uh, just an amazing number, a large number of people 
who would vote for the uh, the killing of a baby at the time of its birth, that that's, that's okay with them. That I don't understand. I, I, I can't, that one I can't explain. I can't explain anybody who would say, you know what? Uh, there's a proposition that says that um, uh, it is possible if you decided on the day that you, you're going to have your baby, that it was going to, you know, you're going to have the contractions and uh, it's, it's starting to crown that at that point you can actually kill that baby. Like it, that, even, 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 you know, 30, 40 years ago when I was uh, not so strong on, on a pro-life uh, stance that I was in the, in the pro-choice, even then I would have said, okay, now that's too far. But yet we have millions of people who think that it's okay. You have people across the United States who have voted for all kinds of abortions at different um, stages of birth. And um, they just seem to be so um, crazy about it in, in that they think it's fantastic and they love it. And they and they cry when they can't kill a baby. Uh, it, I don't understand. Somebody's gonna have to explain that to me because I, I really don't understand it, that. And I and I feel like I have some intelligence, <laughs> and I have a, a, some idea on human nature, and I've looked into the psychologies and psychiatrics of people for years as a detective, and uh, in college and university, I, I actually studied it. That I still cannot I can't understand where women would vote for um, the ability to kill a baby at, at its birth. That it just doesn't. Um, it doesn't make any sense. So can't quite figure that one out. All right. So again, just uh, wanted to give you kind of an update. We'll um, uh, see if I can't come on when we know more in uh, how many hours do we have here? We have four hours, 16 minutes. So in four hours, 16 minutes, we will probably have a better idea and we can have a, um, uh, a higher chance of saying that one person is one for sure and feel comfortable with that with that thought and that uh, and those words. All right, my friends, hope you're having a good evening and I will talk to you later. Take care. Bye.